Welcome to Who All Gonna Be There, a podcast for artists by artists. We talk cash shit about everything, sometimes we get messy, and it all counts as art, because we say so. I'm Mel, I'm a black woman, so you know how it is, all the jobs. This week, I'm a prima ballerina, a design editor for Guns and Ammo magazine, and a professional cross-country bicyclist. Hey, Mel. Hey. Uh I'm Max, coming live from the bunker, coming live from the shelter, um, <laughs> surviving. Um, we haven't started eating rats yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, trying to trying to adapt to to bunker life. Um, that's my intro. Inside, coming inside from a bubble. Uh, is there like a lot of wood there? What does the bunker look like? It's four walls of concrete. <laughs> it sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was real nice. <laughs> um, you to our listeners who are inside their own bunkers, inside their own bubbles, their own biodomes, thinking about how they feel lucky and fortunate to still have podcasts to listen to. And how they're still being able to listen to new episodes of Nat Turner Project 
they may be wondering how to support Nat Turner Project. We have a Patreon page with exclusive podcast episodes, which are only available behind the paywall. So we get extra messy. We have an Etsy store where you can buy stuff. Um, We have totes. We have buttons. We have uh, zines, single zines, zine packets, um, publications. Our uh, podcast is available on iTunes and every other major podcast platform. Um, Leave a review on YouTube, on iTunes. Um, We will read it. That reminds me that I need to pull up um, one of the reviews we have from our last episode mm-hmm. to talk about it on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, email us at nightturnerproject0 at gmail.com. Um, give us some feedback, anything you want us to talk about, whatever. Email us. Uh, email us. Uh, email us. Um, check us out, out at nightturnerproject on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all the good stuff. Then um, normally, before um, the shift, before the change, um, I don't know what people are going to reference this um, in the future, before the great shuddering, um, shundering, um, we were planning on having our fundraiser tomorrow um, on Saturday. We had been planning it for a while. We had a bunch of alcohol donated. It was going to be a good time. There's going to be karaoke. Um, but there's going to be a lot of people together in a space so we decided to not go forward with it and to try to have some sort of virtual um, existence so we are doing a raffle which was part of the original fundraiser but we are doing a virtual raffle now um, where we will have a drawing of all kinds of prizes vodka, some of that vodka I mentioned that we donated, got donated books, zines, tote bags and a special dinner with uh, us, Nat Turner Project, Molly Stevens, and myself, whenever um, we can reemerge from uh, our bunkers. Um, and you can enter to win by sending money to our PayPal, which is our email, natturnerproject0 at gmail.com, Venmo, Brown IVX, or Cash App, dollar sign, Brown IVX. Um, each ticket is five dollars, three for ten, five for twenty. Um, buy tickets or just donate in general to our fundraiser we have a a growing thermometer that we're trying to raise and get to the full temperature um i'll let melanie talk as i pull up the youtube comments uh thanks max yeah as max mentioned we are trying to raise two thousand dollars for our 2020 2021 programming which is this really extensive 18-month-long stint uh, where we commission black and indigenous writers and artists to create work uh, around the framework of three questions that we'll be posing about the well-being and the health of uh, black and indigenous people who work within the arts um, industry. And on Obviously, um, one of those questions will probably be changed to uh, to account for the many changes that have have and continued to happen um, as of late. So it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, slate of programming, and we would really like to raise enough money to pay the artists. Um, we uh, again, we're we're trying to raise two thousand uh, dollars. We're up to. right now thanks to 
these very generous donations that have already come in. Uh, again, please uh, buy uh, our raffle tickets for the virtual raffle that we will be having tomorrow uh, from 4 to 7 p.m. Um, shout out to New Deal D Distillery for donating that vodka to us. Uh, we will be raffling off two of those because I suspect that a lot of us will be needing it in the next few weeks. Max, did you find those YouTube comments? Yes, Melanie. I actually have some news to report back as far as that. Um, so I went to the YouTube to to YouTube to the video to find the comments. Mm -hmm. According to YouTube, it says there are no comments. So I, I went back to the emails that we received, notifying us of the comments. Um, I clicked the links, and then it led me to the same thing that said no comments. So then I finally just clicked on the guy, um, avatar, his picture, um, somebody with a you know profile picture, and his name's Tyler Winter. Mm -hmm. um, and then I YouTube, I go to a YouTube page, and then I get this message that says this account has been terminated <laughs> due to multiple or severe violations of YouTube's policy against spam deceptive practices <laughs> and misleading content or other terms of service violations. So I think we were just spammed and those weren't. <laughs> Actual comments. Um, he did say the, the Tyler Winter, the spam deleted account, did leave the con comment, nice content and cool video. It was really good. Who all going to be there? Episode 9. Less emails, less jobs, more money with Ella Ray. So, okay. I, still, I still count that. All right. Section. I mean, spam counts, but listen, people. <laughs> um, we're in here trying to give you the news, trying to let you know what's good. Please send us you know, a message via our YouTube or our SoundCloud or our Spotify or iTunes. Let us know what you think. Uh, we need to hear from you, and we know you got time. So, please, you know, drop a little note. Let us know that we're not talking into an echo chamber. All right. Thank you. So, today, it's just us, me and Max as there's a lot happening right now, a lot to unpack, and we felt like we had to do a show to let y'all know that we're still here. Now, we recorded our last podcast a mere nine days ago, but honestly, it feels like a whole other time, a time that has passed never to return. If you think I'm being dramatic, then you are probably a rich asshole who isolated themselves in the desert for 12 days and has no idea what the fuck is going on. Jordan Catalano, I'm looking at you. So right now, we're recording remote. I'm hunkered down at my spot, and Max is in his bunker of concrete. <laughs> Until the unforeseeable future. As you know, the entire world is engulfed in the throes of a global health crisis. That Rona. China seems to be in the process of quelling it. Africa seems like they're not having any of it. Italy is being ravaged, and we, the U.S., the big bad of all the big bads, well, no one really knows what the hell is happening here, including us. Max, how are you holding up? Um, I've been definitely um, a roller coaster of feelings. Um, 
definitely days ago I felt more anxious and paranoid. Um, but now I'm more leaning in to the absurdity. Um, I've been binging the various Mad Max films. <laughs> um, to go from Nice Max to Mad Max when the, <laughs> the need arises. Um, I was also thinking as as we were talking and as we were doing this of, uh, you know, Will Smith and um, what's the movie? Um, the Last Man on Earth. Um, oh, uh, I Am Legend? Yeah, I Am Legend, where he, like, goes out to the dock every day and it's like, this is Dr. Robert Neville. Um, I have food, I have supplies. Is it, if there's anybody out there, if there's anybody listening. Um, so I feel like that kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't even have a dog, so maybe that's <laughs> more depressing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where I am. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of the same... Things have been odd and eerily quiet. Um, I've been self-isolating with my housemates for about eight days now um, because I have autoimmune um, disorder. I have an autoimmune disorder, lupus, and I am currently taking medication that suppresses my immune system, which puts me at a higher risk. Um, we do have a dog, uh, a big white husky elky who is just chilling so that's kind of cool <laughs> like this is her time to shine she gets to go out on walks pretty often um you know um so she seems cool and you know dogs can't catch it so that's awesome <laughs> for her um i'm just kind of rolling along because as a teacher uh in the uh at a college like we're all in this kind of mad scramble to figure out how to continue pedagogy in the middle of all of this. Uh, so it's very strange, and I've been in and out of Zoom meetings all week learn while simultaneously learning how to use Zoom, while trying to care for my students and make sure they're okay. Uh, but also it's this weird thing like, how can we ask them to do work right now in the middle of all of this? It's all very strange. Um, on the plus side, I've been getting a lot of art stuff done, so that's been nice. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I'm at. Have you been having a Zoom meetings with your students? Um, I haven't yet, um, because I've been trying to figure out how, how to change my curriculum uh, before I, like, go to them. But I think I'm going to have open, out, open office hours starting next week where they can like connect to me just to talk um, and you know let me know how they're doing before classes start in two weeks okay so there's no classes in for two weeks yeah until the 30th and I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have a bunch of guest artist speakers um, come in and talk to them and postpone a lot of the assignments that are due because I just I don't think it's fair to assign a whole lot of things right now because they're yeah. a lot of them are dealing with unemployment, they're dealing with um, worrying about their family, worrying about themselves. It's just, it's a, it's too much right now, you know? So, this way I have a bunch of guest artists and I can pay those artists simultaneously because a lot of us are losing jobs, losing work, so that'll be great. 
you know? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like you're still working even though you're at home? Oh, yeah. I've had more meetings now than I did before. Yeah. It's been, a, like, meetings all week. All week. On the hour. Every hour. It's been a lot. Um, but it is interesting to see how, like, all of a sudden everyone has the resources for this kind of remote um, meeting and education, whereas, like, um, people with disabilities have been asking for this for decades and it was never possible. It's just interesting to see how much can get done when the, when the quote-unquote right people need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, when it becomes their priority. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have random moments where the kind of fugue of shock that I've been floating on lifts off and the reality and the absurdity of the situation is like crystal clear and then I have like many panic attacks for about five or ten minutes but it goes away eventually yeah what what help makes it go away um I eat I've been doing a lot of comfort eating (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've gained like five pounds that's Uh, fine so, um, I should be going outside and taking walks more often, but I don't know. I've been drowning myself in trash TV and looking at the news on my phone probably way too much. So, I just keep hoping that they get a handle on this thing here soon, you know? Yeah. What about you? Are you, like, checking in on what's going on? Or are you turning that off? Um, definitely, like, checking in less than I did in the first few days. I feel like that added to, like, my feelings was, like, just watching the news all the time and turning to panic. And not just, like, about the virus or getting sick, but about um what the, what the place would be like or what the world and society would be like once like you know for extended periods of like closure or like as like more and more things start becoming un um manageable um it's still that fear of you know how long will it go on and um you know what does that look like months down the road of you know nobody working and things being shut for months and you know stores being like undersupplied and all these other things like you know so you you think it will be for months like multiple I don't know. months I'm just, I, don't, I don't even know what to think but it, everything I hear it makes it seem like it will be um, more than a couple weeks yeah I mean it logically has to be right if they're serious about containing this thing it wouldn't make sense for us to stay in for a couple weeks and then we go right back out there and we end up in the same spot three weeks later. So, I heard uh, California is now on mandatory national lockdown. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, I wonder when um, that's going to happen in Oregon and what that will be like and, you know, how how much it will be followed and how much it will have to, you know, people will still be going out or what? Because, like, it doesn't mean you can't go outside at all. Like, you can't go in your backyard. I don't know. <clears throat> but, 
Yeah, it's all crazy. Um, definitely, like, you know, going from bouncing from thinking about it and being worried about um, what's in store towards um, trying to, like, busy myself and think of things I can do with my time. Um, so I feel like in that regard, I've, I feel like I've made a little bit of progress. Um, it's still slow. I feel like there's things I've been trying, like, wanting to like apply for and stuff like that that I've definitely still been like postponing Mm -hmm. um but in other regards I've been like um you know adding more to my website and um you know thinking about like my art projects for like later in the year and then having some like art you know those like art realizations um I've been having a few of those which are always like really nice when you like connect the dots or you're like oh yeah it's always been this thing yeah ever you're like the second person that's told me that about these like art realiz- realizations. I haven't had any of those yet. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I had one. I woke up this morning and I had one and I had to like write it down right away. And by the time like I was writing it down, it was already becoming like harder to even like write into words when I feel like as soon as I had it, like when I woke up, I had it in like summed to a perfect sentence. And then I was like, oh, it's this thing. And then it's this thing. And then like as, as I was like, trying to write it down it became like more and more it was just like the sand slipping through my fingers you know no i hate that yeah but i think i kind of got it and i I think i just need to like sit down and like start fleshing out the points or connect the things because i think now i've like hooked this idea that i've been like plugging at but never knowing why and i was like oh yeah like maybe that's what i've been doing yeah hmm uh, I've been working on my comic. I started the thumbnails, which are like the crude sort of stick figure drawings where you figure out composition for each panel. Um, and I had a meeting with my editor the other day. It was really nice to kind of get started on the comic, so that's cool. Yeah, do you feel like um, current events is influencing or changing anything in your uh, comic? Not this one, because it's already been written, uh, but it's definitely going to affect the next volume, number three, because as you probably already know, Max, what I'm writing about is kind of this dystopian near future, and my ideas about what that would look like have been changed because we're kind of in the middle of it right now. Yeah. No, it's, it's so funny how that, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, there's so many, like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> like, did any did any sci-fi writers predict that toilet paper would be the thing <laughs> that people rush out to try and buy in the middle of all of this nonsense? That's so weird. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, in the Mad Max movies, they fight over oil and water. Yeah, things that make sense. Things that yeah. actually, like, can't be reproduced. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so strange. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there will come a time when the grocery stores could potentially run out? I'm wondering, because, like, I think there's still, you know, maybe I'm not, I mean, I'm definitely not, like, completely informed about the whole chain of things, but it seems like 
there's still people like having to like work in order to like stock these things or like package these foods. So somewhere I feel like there's still it's not like things that completely shut down. Like if those occupations and like positions will continue to stay open, because um, it doesn't seem like the grocery stores are going to close, or even if the um, the stay home ban happens, I think grocery stores are still open. Are they? I don't know. Well, I, yeah, they. I think grocery stores and gas stations count as essential businesses that would stay okay. open. Yeah. Because I know, like, there's a Safeway that's kind of close to me that's open, and I I know that there they were saying they're like, you know, the grocery stores are actually hiring a bunch of people too now mm-hmm. because they need like you know a bunch of extra help. And then um, I also live close to the Alberta Co-op, mm-hmm. which is um, a little more you know bougie of a grocer. <laughs> um, but it was my first time there yesterday because we have our happy hour later and I had run out of my wine so I had to go buy wine um, <laughs> Have you been and tra- they're like limiting limiting it to like 20 people oh um, you oh. know inside the store at a time okay oh yeah, yeah I didn't even think about that they have to start doing that yeah and then you have to like take a you have to take a number and stuff and I definitely like cause I'll like still walk around definitely like um do you feel like everybody else is staying away from everybody else, like, physically? Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Do you think that, like, this whole social distancing thing where we have to stay, like, a certain distance apart from people will start to affect us, like, psychologically? Um, maybe. Um, I guess it depends on how long it happens for. I feel like there's some people that, like, you know, this is their, how they wish to operate in general. Um, I think, you know, this whole idea of being inside and being forced to be, like, on screen so much more is, like, kind of like an outlier of, like, a future 20 years from now or something. Yeah. Where um, this will be, like, the normal thing where we're all just, like, um, interacting with screens. Um. I was actually, oh my god, this was one of the things I was thinking about. Yeah, we're just going to have, like, all be in our bubbles and just have, like, androids go out and run our errands and stuff all the time. Huh. Um, and then they'll do, like, all of our, it'll just have, like, android, android, uh, avatars or replacements <laughs> that, like, do all the stuff in society and, like, oh, you need to go grocery, like, your android will go to the store. Yeah. I mean, I think I do think that this right now is pushing us further into that. Like, it may have sped up that process. Yeah. It's very strange. And then I was also thinking about, like, more practically, like, like I was already just thinking, like, what what I what would I see like being necessary in order to like, you know, like change the ways that you like maybe like maintain a household or something as far as like cleanliness and like germs and like bacteria and it's like oh maybe like outdoor sinks will become more popular because it makes so much more sense for you to like wash your hands before you like open any doors or anything before you like you know how many things do you touch before you can even get to a sink inside mm. and wash your hands like things like that um that like now i'm thinking about all the time it's like how many surfaces have i touched before i can even wash my hands um or 
like having like you know you're at parks and stuff that like hand sanitizer outside is that like gonna be like a new household staple you just have like hand sanitizer dispenser like um by your front door before you go inside or before you even touch the doorknob yeah yeah i'm i was a little bit of a germaphobe before but now i'm just like i have like many freakouts you know about when I've touched my face or like when I get a package (laughs) like just it's all these little things like do I need to wipe down things I get from the grocery store just things I never thought about before are now all I think about yeah no I think about that yeah like because I'll start thinking about because I also like not completely understanding how germs work I feel like I have a a general idea but then like maybe I'll overhype how quickly um one thing can spread from one surface to another. Like, I don't know those, like, details. Right. Um, or, like, you know, if something has, like, a bacteria on it, is the entire thing covered with bacteria? Or is it, like, one, like, little, like, square inch that has the bacteria that you have to touch that for a certain amount of time in order for it to, like, get onto your hand and then your hand has to, like, be inside your mouth for a certain amount of time for, like, I don't know, like, all that the kind of like details but it just makes me like assume the words and assume like instant contact with like anything related to it like uh, i've been like disinfecting my phone um like headphones Mm -hmm. um i went to the one of the last days i went to like i was like out i went to the weed store and then like i you know disinfected all the weed containers Mm -hmm. and um all that stuff so i feel like i'm anything that i feel like touches the outside try to like be wary of yeah same speaking of outside like are you going outside yeah i'll still go on walks and stuff and like hang out i'll like hang out in my backyard i'll like hang out in my front yard Mm -hmm. and like smoke weed and just like chill out there um but then i'll also like try to like at least walk around for like half an hour every day even if it's just like around the same block a bunch um but yeah i don't like go inside of places or like you know still go to stores really i'll just walk around and everybody else i feel like gives each other space yeah do you are you seeing more people walking around now i mean it's definitely less than i've seen in the past because like i also live right off of alberta so it's like already a busy street oh okay so i was seeing like people out there for like a long time after i thought what are they doing out there um but now it's just like there'll be a random you know person walking their dog or Mm -hmm. like a couple walking um you know things like that here and there yeah and like you know maybe like some parents and kids but everybody's just got kind of in their own group. I don't see any big groups of people like hanging out together. Okay. Um, but. Yeah. I live in a residential neighborhood in St. John's and now I've noticed like there have been a lot more people taking walks. There have been a lot more like runners, which is interesting to me. Like, I guess priorities. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do see a lot more people out there than used to be just, like, walking and stuff. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I 
guess everybody has time now to do what they want. Yeah. Uh, what else are you doing to beat the boredom? Um, I've been, like, because I moved into my room only a few months ago, so I've still been, I feel like, unpacking in some ways or, like, organizing it and decorating it. So I've been doing that a lot these mm-hmm. last few days, like, hanging stuff up on my walls and um, going through things like organizing papers and boring stuff like that. But I feel like every little part, you know, creates more space and then makes it feel more cozy in like my room um so that's been good so i guess i've been nesting um nice and i've been i've been cooking at home um obviously like you know it's very un exciting but <laughs> it's, it's chill um yeah. it's definitely way cheaper than because there's like a bar across the street from me that i used to just like go to all the time mm-hmm. um but now i can't you know um so that's been good um what else have I been doing? I've been, um, yeah, I've been, it's been, it's been really allowing me to, like, um, be creative again and, like, think about art ideas and concepts. Um, so I've been doing that. I haven't got tired of that yet. Um, cool. I've been beating the boredom. Um, what else? I feel like I've been having, um, you know, phone calls and stuff with people. So that's been good, too. Um, yeah, I feel like I've just been living like I don't have a job. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been in this weird space where, like, I feel grateful that I have a job that, as of today, I still have. But at the same time, like, the pacing is just, like, we're still going, 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 like nothing has changed. And I just, I haven't had time to process any of this. So it's just weird to me, you know? Yeah. And it makes me think that a lot of folks haven't really come to the realization yet that things are never going to be the same again. And it's going to be really interesting to watch over the next few weeks as they start to get it, as the light bulb goes off. And I think that's going to be a scary time for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing. I think a lot of us are still are still just, like, um, thinking that this is just, like, a momentary inconvenience and, like, how do we, you know, get a couple, through a couple weeks and then things will be back to normal. But, you know, um, yeah, what if they're not? And then, you know, is are these things that were important before still important? Is it, then it's, like, you know, because always, like, questioning those things are always, like, the the ones that really like shake your foundation I think those are the things that like people are always a least reluctant to ask themselves yeah um yeah that'll I think that'll be definitely like a cause everybody's gonna come to it like in you know at different times it's not gonna be like a at, at once we like everybody reaches this understanding it's gonna be like boom 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 um yeah I wonder I wonder what that'll be like what kind of like waves or transitions will happen like collectively like what you know vibes and energy will start changing on like social media or like you know as we enter like the second month of quarantine or something Mm -hmm. Mm mhm you know 
Yeah. As like all of your like good food that you ate first is gone now, and you're just stuck with the beans you didn't want. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've been cooking pretty well, and like making good stuff, but I'm now starting to get tired of even that stuff because I've been making the same stuff for the past <laughs> like couple weeks. Yeah. Um, but I, you, we kind of have to keep the meal's simple because it's not like there's a whole range of things to buy anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've been trying to eat my more boring stuff. Um, starting off and like some of the things that I think I naturally would eat sooner, I've been like um, waiting on. Um, you know, like some frozen um, dumplings that I would have normally in a perfect world would have like already eaten yeah. But now I'm like, oh, those will be good for, let me eat the things that aren't frozen first. You know, that's, let me cook this asparagus, I guess. You know? That's actually really smart. I'm just, I don't think I'm built like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I have been going through chocolate bars for so reason. That's the thing, I didn't even think about, like, um, stocking up on snacks or anything. I feel like I stocked up on very practical things. I didn't, like, buy any, like, chips or popcorn. I was like, oh, man, I would love some, you know, popcorn right now. Um, yeah. I didn't buy any ice cream. I was like, oh, I should have got some ice cream. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are you are you hunkered down indefinitely, or do you think that you'll be going out to, like, for another grocery store run anytime soon? Not anytime soon. Um, I definitely feel like I, I, like, if need be, I think I could live off the groceries I have now for, um, a couple weeks. Okay. Um, you know, but they would be like a single meal would be like a ramen packet kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think I do see myself having to go to a grocery store, you know, within a week and a half, two weeks. Okay. Hopefully that'll still be an option or there'll still be things there. Yeah. I mean, I think if this thing is going to go on longer, um, and I suspect that it might, because um, Portland public schools are closed until April 28th now, and then California, I think they're shut in for eight weeks. I have, I'm not sure. i got to check on that. Um, they're going to have to start rationing um, um, and kind of limiting what people can and can't get so that they can make sure that everyone is getting food. Yeah. Well, I've noticed they finally started doing that with the toilet paper. Oh, did they? I saw, I've seen it, like, when I was at Safeway a few days ago, they're like, you can only buy two toilet papers. Um, And and they had some some toilet paper at the Safeway on MLK. Um, Huh. And then at Alberta Co-op, I think they also have, I don't know, like, if there's, there's, like, an enforced limit or it's, like, a, um, honor system limit, like, we won't enforce it, but we're gonna guilt trip you if you buy too much toilet paper. (laughs) Um, So I think they started doing that with the toilet paper after it, like, ran out and there's a run on it, but hopefully they'll be more proactive about other more essential stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good that they're starting something because some of these people, are j- they just don't care. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, it's wild. It's just like yeah, it's 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 weird. It is. Uh, it's not bringing out our best selves. Yeah, you definitely like it's definitely moments like these where you see like what kind of people people are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but did you hear about that guy in Tennessee that bought all the hand sanitizer? No. Yeah, he like he drove down like like through like all the country areas buying out all the hand sanitizer until he had like 17,000 um hand sanitizers in his garage, but Amazon and eBay shut him down said he couldn't sell them there. No, oh, he was trying to sell them. That was the goal. Yeah. <laughs> wow, like, see that's the thing like you know times of like peril or are the times where people try to exploit so much shit mm-hmm. and like create their fortunes during uh, uncertain times. Yes. That's so that's so gross. That's and so gross. and POC listeners, I know you have a question, and yes, yes, he is. So. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's really fucked up. And you know what he got for his trouble? He got a, a st- huh? A ticket. He got um, a story in the New York Times because the oh, New York wow. Times is fucking trash. I'm just yeah, gonna say gonna that. Be the Times person of the year. Gonna be the hoarder, <laughs> the exploiter. And it was all. It was like this sympathetic framework. It was ridiculous. Wow, that is crazy. But yeah. Um. So. I see that you have worst predictions here. Yeah, no, I was trying to think that your story was making me think of something, but now I can't remember. Oh, oh now I'm remembering. Sorry. Um, I was thinking, like, with the whole hand sanitizer thing, like, I was thinking, um, you know those moments of plenty where you look around and you have so much, and you're like, oh, wow, look, like, it's, like, overflowing. And then, and then you have moments of scarcity where you're like, oh, man, remember those like looking back to those moments of plenty like i was so foolish i wish i wasn't so wasteful with those materials or items or whatever yeah um i've been having that moment with hand sanitizer recently because <laughs> there's there's a this like brief brief moment in undergrad where um there was this kid that was um would do these hand sanitizer things like when he would get drunk and he would just like cover his like hands and arms and hand sanitizer and it's like really easy to like light on fire but not burn yourself because it'll just like burn up the hand sanitizer Mm -hmm. so he would always just get drunk and do these crazy like hand sanitizer things where he's like lighting his hand on fire and like lighting his arms on fire and you know just like but he's like drenched in hand sanitizer and I just remember like thinking like that's obviously like one dumb as as hell Um, (laughs) but then two looking back at it I was like oh man we just wasted so much hand sanitizer (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like on that crazy shit, but yeah. Um, but yes, what what is your worst prediction for how this could go bad? Um, my worst prediction is they end this social distancing thing, or this, or they fail to put the proper sort of mandatory things in place uh, and people continue or start to go back out there 
and spread this thing and that we end up replicating the problems in Italy right now. That's my worst case scenario. Because Italy, their numbers continue to grow. They haven't they, it hasn't even lowered yet, much less the flattening of the curve. And I think that we're maybe two weeks right behind them. If yeah, yeah, I was looking at that art, some article this morning about their death rate just this today. Yeah. With like thousands of people. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think U.S. just hit 200. For our death rate? Yeah. Shit, yeah, I know. I need to like look at a chart or something. Have you heard that thing about blood type? No. Uh, there's supposedly um, some story going around that a, uh, there was a small survey, sample size of like 2,000, where they found that people with the A blood type were uh, more susceptible, and people with the O blood type were not. Like, they weren't getting it at all? Well, I don't think it was a, they weren't getting it at all, but they were, like, 20% less susceptible. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shit. I mean, I don't know how those numbers pan out if you expand the sample size, but... Yeah. So I have some uh, stats. Can oh. I read them? Yes, please. Okay, so coronavirus cases, um, 200,000... Or 268,065, um, 11,178 deaths, um, 90,603 recoveries. Um, and then we can go by, um, we can go by country. Um, total deaths in China are 3,248. Um, total deaths in Italy are 4,032. Um, so, so more than China. Um, yeah. New cases are in Italy are over five thousand. Um, Spain already has over a thousand deaths. Um, Two hundred and thirteen new deaths in Spain. Um, it, uh, USA has total cases sixteen thousand. New cases uh, twenty eight hundred. Uh, total deaths two hundred twenty five. And 18 new deaths. Um, yeah. Wow. That is very sobering. Yeah, it's crazy. I have to admit, I stopped checking the numbers about six or seven days ago because it, it was too much. It, it was so drastic every day. Yeah, the, I'm looking at the total deaths like a chart and... When it hits March, it just it just jumps um, so much higher. And you know what else? Um, I've been seeing this circulating, and I've actually experienced this in my own life. A lot of people are talking about how they got weird, um, like like super flus, like months ago, months ago, and like we're getting tested uh, and were given antibiotics but like all the tests for flus came back negative i even have a coworker who came back from seattle about two and a half months ago like super sick and like had what she called the worst flu of her life and was sick for like three weeks and i'm thinking that coronavirus has been here a lot longer than the u.s was telling us oh my god no shit that's yeah. crazy yeah 
Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yep. And so this is total deaths in the world. This is the last number I'll quote. So on February 23rd, we were at 2,618. And as of March 19th, um, less than a month later, what a couple weeks later, we're at 10,031 deaths. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, folks, if this is a little bit of a bummer, but <laughs> it would have felt just disingenuous to continue to have the shows and not talk about this at all. So we're doing this all now so that when we bring a guest back, we can get back into the art shit. So. And I don't want to, um, you know, be in a place of potential public um, conversation and then not have uh, information. So that's why I was uh, citing some numbers because... Maybe that was potentially mildly informative instead of just guesstimations and hypotheses. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the one going around that black people couldn't get it? Yeah. <laughs> and then Idris happened. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? Ah, oh, yeah. I did not know that Idris Elba had asthma. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. What? I mean, I and think. And then, what's your what's your best prediction? Best prediction. Best prediction is that we continue to be vigilant about the social distancing thing, most, and that we stay in our homes. Um, and they maybe stagger this thing out so that we have periods where we can go out, and then periods where we can stay in, and that they flatten the curve, and that they actually get enough resources in the hospital to treat the cases that are already here and treat future cases and that in I want to say 15 16 months time um, there's a vaccine and the worst of this is behind us that's best case scenario because I have to I have to root my best case scenarios in reality um, a non-reality based best case scenario is that someone, has some ace in the hole vaccine that already exists and has already been tested on human beings that is ready to go now. Oh yeah. And that they don't charge people a fucking arm and a leg for it. <laughs> so but that is not the world that we live in, is it? No, no it's not. <laughs> What's your best case scenario? Um I like your vaccine already exists idea, so I'm going to go with that one, mm -hmm. and then say that it already exists and somebody has already found a way to atomize it and inject it into the atmosphere, so within the next couple of days, um, everybody will have immunity to it. Ooh, <laughs> I like your, have you, have you ever written science fiction, Max? No, I have not. You, you may want to think about it. <laughs> Um, fun fact, um, one of my former students, um, who's lovely, gave me a copy of John Jennings and Damien Duffy's graphic novel adaptation of Parable of the Sower. Oh, 
Oh, nice. Um, but a friend of mine told me that maybe right now is not the best time to read that. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is kind of a bummer, but I think they're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I'd be interested to check that out. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, so right now, I want to introduce a new segment to the podcast called Seely's Glass of Water for the folks who are doing the most with not even the least. Oh, Mr. Talking Trash about Shug. Folks don't like nobody being too proud or too free. I've been trying, Max knows I've been trying to introduce this segment for the last four or five podcasts, but we always ran out of time. Today, I have the time. <laughs> so, first up, um, and I think this is appropriate, is Facebook. Facebook, as we all know, has been trash, has been trash from their inception. The very foundation is kind of fucked up. Foundation is, uh, Facebook has always been a place where we present this sanitized version of ourselves to family and coworkers. Vacation pictures, sweet little good vibes only memes, etc. Which is why I didn't say anything when that whole Cambridge Analytica scandal went down in 2016, in which Facebook was potentially targeting its right-wing users with unvetted articles, i.e. fake news, which potentially skewed the elections in Trump's favor. Because a part of me felt that if folks who were going to Facebook for news, we were doomed anyway. And then, (laughs) a few days ago, a bunch of my Facebook friends and associates were saying that Facebook was removing factual posts about COVID-19 from their pages. And this morning, I woke up to the message that five of my own posts had been removed as well, but were later returned. Now, from what I understand, Facebook is saying this was some sort of glitch in their algorithm. But we all know that's bullshit, and we all know they're lying. Facebook has been a whole-ass bitch for a long, long time. (laughs) And very likely actively contributed to the mess we're in right now by taking advantage of implicit bias to get Trump in office. But to be playing in our face so blatantly, removing posts that could actually help and inform people... That's a whole new low, and I suspect they will spiral even further into the depths of the truly despicable. Facebook, truly, from the bottom of my black-ass heart, you ain't shit, you ain't never been shit, and you ain't never gonna be shit. Be blessed. Thank you. Hell yeah. All right, so I guess now we'll move into our parting words and then get up out of here and go about our day. Um, I've got a virtual happy hour uh, to plan for that I'm going to this afternoon, so I need to figure out what I'm going to wear. So, <laughs> Max, do you have any parting words? Um, yeah, um, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Um, decorate your bunker. Um, you know, make it make it feel like home. Um, yeah, it's bleak. 
Um, and my parting words are, uh, we're going to get through this one way or another. Bye, y'all. Bye. All's my life I has to fight, nigga. All's my life I hard times like yeah, bad trips like yeah, Nazareth. I'm fucked up, homie. You fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. And when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut.